Welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm Peter Alsop. Today's special treat, our song to chew, is One Less Mouth to Feed from my Draw the Line album. It's about reframing adversity, and it's based on a television show that ran from 1971 through 1981. It was about a Depression-era family called the Waltons, which is still popular in reruns. Some of you who have never seen the show might have heard the phrase, Good night, John Boy, which came from the way they ended every show. It was a long shot of the Walton homestead at night. As the family went to sleep, the lights in the windows would go out one by one, and we'd hear the family calling out, Good night to each other, after their hour-long episode filled with adventures and hijinks. The idea for the song actually came from hanging out with them on their set at the Warner Brothers Studios. I was visiting Will Gear, who played Grandpa Walton on the show. In case you didn't know, Will Gear is my father-in-law. I'm married to his daughter, actress, director, Ellen Gear who also appeared on The Waltons in a couple of guest star appearances during the series. But more about that later. I sing this song as it might have been sung by John Walton, father of the family, played by actor Ralph Waite, as he reframes some of the adversity that his poor but loving rural family might have run into up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Here's one less mouth to feed. Well, Livy, lately life's been lousy And know that you're upset But life don't get no better if you can't learn to forget Crying won't bring John Boy back, he's out there on his own And I hope that he is happy, and I hope he don't come home Cause that's one less mouth to feed, one less mouth to feed When the apple of your eye has a worm you didn't need Just look on the bright side, it's one less mouth to feed. Accidents will happen, it's sad the way things change. Mary Ellen fell into the well and the water's tasting strange. Ben burned with a chicken coop, my, he ruined all the eggs. Grandpa's headed toward the lake with his mustache all ablaze. Well, that's one less mouth to feed, one less mouth to feed. When your blue bird of happiness eats a poison seed, just look on the bright side. It's one less mouth to feed. catch a frog. Elizabeth ate the dog's food and got eaten by the dog. Aaron's joined the convent and Jason's guzzling gin. Grandma hitchhiked to the city to live a life of sin. Well, that's one less mouth to feed, one less mouth to feed. When your bunny with the lucky feet gets flattened in the street just look on the bright side it's one less mouth to feed
say you're leaving me to find a better life. Well, I hope Ike Godsy loves you. I hope you don't leave me his wife. The sun is shining somewhere, but this house is cold as stone. And I miss you so, my darling. But it's great to be alone, cause that's one less mouth to feed. One less mouth to feed when your milk cow contentment falls asleep in the stampede just look on the bright side it's one less mouth to feed yes it's one less mouth to feed one less mouth to feed when your little lamb of innocence gets terminal vd just look on the bright side it's one less mouth to feed. That was the marvelous Michelle Browerman on piano, Peter Spellman on bass, Tim Boatman on drums, with my friends Helen Hudson and Kate Wolf, both wonderful singer-songwriters in their own rights, singing backup vocals. So what shall we chew on with this song? Let's see. One could consider the song a bit dark, but hey, it was during the Great Depression. Every week a different turmoil would shake up the Walton family, but they always seemed to be able to look at the bright side of things. What a wonderful attitude they modeled for us, especially with all the stuff going on around us nowadays. The writer-producer for the Waltons was the amazing Earl Hamner, who lived through the Depression himself. The series was based on his own childhood, with many of the colorful local characters being drawn into the family stories. Between scenes, the cast would joke with each other about their characters' innocence and purity that was much more common back before the days of television and being cool. In the 70s, we were much more urban, sophisticated, and world-wise than they were in the Depression. And the joking, I think, came from what felt like a natural balancing response to the sweetness and sincere simplicity of the characters. I, of course, couldn't wait to get on set again and sing my song to them. When I did, they approved and laughed in all the right places. I actually have a YouTube of me singing this for them live about 40 years later in 2015 at a Walton's reunion at our Theatricum Botanicum Theater in Topanga, California. You can look for it on YouTube if you like. Type in Peter Alsop, one less mouth to feed, it will come right up. Just like we need to take rest breaks when we're doing a job, when things are especially dire or dark, that's when we most need a laugh break. One of the things we can certainly chew on with this song is humor and how we use it to help ourselves get through hard times. What some of us might consider humor in this song is the same stuff that others might consider just bad taste. Why would someone, me for instance, create these horrid visual images in the heads of my listeners when the characters are actually very truly written and acted and loved by thousands of viewers each week for 10 years? Good question. Yes, it was my choice to write this song. I write a lot of humorous songs, but none of the humor is at the expense of victims. The humor I love best is joining humor, where we join and meet each other in a place where our humanity overlaps where we recognize ourselves or our ridiculous behaviors. We all have spent time around others whose every move is pure and simple and often oh so predictable and dependable. And all of these qualities are in and of themselves commendable. But many of us humans find it hard to measure up to being pure, simple, and dependable, especially when there are others nearby who expect us to be so. When we feel pressure from being in the company of our A student friends and relatives, we all need to take periodic breaks from that pressure. Well, this song, although most people agree that it's funny, doesn't actually make fun of any of the Waltons. Its overriding humor comes from us watching John Walton's incredible ability to reframe absolutely any occurrence, however horrible. Grandpa's headed toward the lake. 
with his mustache all ablaze. Elizabeth ate the dog food and got eaten by the dog. Please, it's startling to us that anyone would even speak about those things that offhandedly. So when the chorus comes around and Pa Walton just looks at the bright side and shrugs off the traumatic life insults that have assailed his family, it's so unbelievably ridiculous that we laugh, at least most of us do, including the Waltons and their fans. See the tape if you don't believe me. Of course, I knew this song would never be a hit song, but I knew it would amuse and entertain the Waltons. I hoped it would scratch an itch for them, sort of, and maybe appeal to a narrow section of other folks. Dr. Demento liked it a lot. I think he even played it on his radio show. As long as we use joining humor as opposed to divisive humor, we can provide a brief welcomed break in our human struggles, maybe creating enough of a crack to make tough things a little bit more okay. It helps to kind of acknowledge that when life just gets too hard and we can't even imagine how it could get worse, that sometimes it does. And we can choose to rage at our bad luck or the wrath of the fates all we want. It doesn't really change anything. Eventually, if we are to survive, we have to just pick ourselves up maybe laugh at the impossible ridiculousness of our situation, maybe reframe a few things like Paul Walton, and then go on. Thanks for stopping by today and for subscribing to this podcast. I fund the podcast myself, and if you'd like to support my work, please buy a copy of my Camping with Dads album, or any of them as digital downloads, maybe actual CDs for yourself or as a gift for someone who needs a lift. I'll see you back here next week with another song to chew. And, oh, oh, if you can remember... Make a call this week to your favorite highest-ranking military person, general, admiral, staff sergeant, corporal, and just check to make sure that if it comes up, they'll back the U.S. Constitution instead of the losing candidate for president in November, okay? Like the Boy Scouts say, be prepared. I guess Tom Lear said that, too. Bye for now. Keep singing.